0: The U.S. economy's a key engine for the world's economy. And even as the country emerges from a recession, it's still in need of a boost. And America's lawmakers are looking to small businesses and startups to provide that boost. But what can governments, both local and federal, do to jumpstart aspiring businesses and the job market? And what can the United States learn from other countries about deregulation and encouraging entrepreneurs? Here to help us answer these questions, Karen Kerrigan is president and CEO of the Small Business and Entrepreneurship Council and chair of the Center for International Private Enterprise. Welcome to the program. Good to be here. And Jeffrey Robinson is a professor at Rutgers University Business School. He teaches courses on entrepreneurship and happens to be an entrepreneur himself. Karen, um, this seems to be one of the happening sectors in the American economy, yet I keep hearing people talk about how many impediments there are to starting a business. What are they talking about?
1: Well, entrepreneurship does remain uh, strong in the United States, although there has been a dip in entrepreneurial activity. Those people starting businesses over the past five to seven years. We are in an economic situation right now that continues to be weak um, for existing entrepreneurs in terms of driving, uh, getting some revenue momentum and driving revenues into their business. Um, and at the same time, you do have issues like taxes and regulation. Um, and, and also there, there is competition, you know, for capital uh, around the world right now. I mean, access to capital uh, is a top issue.
0: Professor Robinson, doesn't it make sense that startups are down? Uh, if you're afraid your
2: customers don't have any money, uh, it might be pretty daunting to start a business. Well, it, it is about um, whether or not you're going to have customers, but it's also about the capital issue. Uh, here in the U.S., the big, one of the big challenges the, the banks aren't able to give out the, uh, you know, the, some of the startup capital, the loans that people need to start these companies. Aren't able uh, or aren't willing. Well, so there's I hear mixed stories on this. When I talk to the bankers, uh, the actual small business lenders. They say that they are constrained by new regulations, uh, you know, after our dip in, in uh, September of 2008, that the regulators uh, are not allowing them to have a risk profile that includes these small business loans. They say they want to, but uh, that they're constrained. You know, on the other side of that, of course, we have our federal officials saying that they are pushing the banks to put more money onto the street. But in the middle of that are regulators who uh, are uh, making it challenging for the small businesses uh, to get the money. The United States is ranked by the World
0: Bank as only the number 13 country in the world to start a business. We're not even in the top 10. What makes the U.S. a good or, alternately, a difficult place to start a business? And what are the biggest obstacles to doing so?
2: Yeah, I've seen that report. Uh, World Bank does, does one of these reports every year. Uh, they, you know, they base those reports on um, trying to understand how many steps, for example, it takes for somebody to register their business, or they look at things like, like the regulations and the effective tax rate and those kinds of things. So there are some countries that are ahead of us who have taken some very active steps towards chopping the amount of uh, regulatory issues countries uh, like New Zealand or Australia, Singapore, but I think one of the main things that keeps us from from rising up on that list are are the regulations. Karen
1: Kerrigan? I think what really drags us down uh, is how low we rank as it relates to taxes and tax complexity. I think uh, we're ranked number 72 or something. I mean, that is a major challenge in the U.S., as is reflected uh, in the in that World Bank study.
0: Well, Karen, what are other countries doing to encourage entrepreneurship that we
1: aren't doing in the United States? I think we have to look at you know where the U.S. has been versus where some of these other countries uh, have been, um, going from economies that were essentially restrictive and not free. To now beginning to understand the importance of entrepreneurship and growing their economies, so they 've uh, again made it more simple you know to pay taxes, making it easier uh, to start up businesses in terms of the number of processes and the paper work that you have to do, zeroing out capital requirements, encouraging trade across borders. Uh, we're coming up
0: to an election. There's been a lot of criticism of the Obama administration on the part of the business community, in particular from the Chamber of Commerce. Just what are the differences between the parties, Karen, when it comes to entrepreneurship and regulation?
1: Uh, there are some differences, for example, on the tax front. You know how are you going to tax individuals um, at the at the higher levels? How are you going to tax capital gains? What type of tax system? Um, are you going to have in the United States? I mean, how's that tax code going to look from a competitiveness perspective? And I think with the Romney proposal, you do get a little bit more clarity in that regard. With regard to regulation, I mean, certainly those in the small business community have a lot of concern uh, regarding the new health care law and what that's going to mean uh, in terms of their costs. Uh, They see their costs going up, not going down. President Obama said he's willing to fix You know, some of that law to make it small business friendly, perhaps improve some of the tax credits that are very complex and very difficult for most small businesses to use. Candidate Romney, you know, said he will repeal it, you know, put together a a more market-oriented national competitive marketplace uh, for health coverage. If you talk to your typical small business owner, they will say, you know, gee, Romney is for regulating less, and President Obama, through his actions, whether it's Dodd-Frank or through um, the health care law is just cranking out regulations at a burdensome pace that are causing higher costs.
0: Professor, if you start your own business and you are implicated by the Affordable Care Act, you must be doing okay. Don't
2: those regulations kick in at a certain size business? Well, they do. They they kick in at a certain size, but I think there's another piece that I know some folks noted when this legislation was being uh, debated is that a lot of people who have entrepreneurial ideas, especially those with high skills, don't pursue those ideas because they are worry about uh, health care. Uh, they are working in a corporation doing great things but want to leave and, and start their own business. But the reason that they stay is they, they fear that if they leave, they won't have any health care. So uh, one of the uh, other pieces of this uh, health care legislation or a potential of impacts... Is that people will actually feel more comfortable leaving because they know that there's something there uh, that allows them to get some health care, and that may lead to more startups, which again that starts sort of starts the uh, the process of us becoming even more of an entrepreneurial and innovative economy. One of the things we, we do at our uh, Rutgers Business School is we have uh, you know alumni events and business plan competitions, and we talk to our students, and uh, you know they they have to make choices. Um, they may have a great idea. But you know they have a family. Well, uh, they have a great idea, but part of uh, you know sort of their risk calculation is, if I leave my job, I won't have uh, health insurance. That's just one piece of their equation. Certainly, there's, there's capital and whether it's a great idea and those kind of things. But I, I know many people who've said, I just can't do it. Professor,
0: earlier in the program, we took a particular look at the immigrant entrepreneurial sector. And heard the story of an Argentine who was bringing in capital to the United States, but ran afoul of the visa system, found it so dauntingly complex that he ended up taking the business to Chile, where he found a more friendly environment. Are we a tough
2: place to move to and get started? Actually, we are. You know, and I can think of a couple of other situations that sound similar to what you just described. This is one of the things that the new piece of legislation, the Startup 2.0 Act, is trying to address, to create a a pool of visas that would actually deal with um, not only the entrepreneurs like you just described uh, who are bringing, uh, you know, investment into the the United States, but also uh, we have all of, uh, you know, even at our university, students from around the world who are taking up uh, you know, high-technology uh, PhDs and master's degrees, who, after their student visa is up, have to leave the country. And not only have we invested in them as uh, you know, universities and as a nation um, in their education, but many of them do have entrepreneurial ideas who could create companies and jobs here. So that loophole in the visa system, uh, we could close that, uh, and in doing so, create more companies and more jobs here in the U.S., have more companies available for investment from you know, some of the countries that are around the world. Is there an added
0: layer of challenge that's brought in by a layer of government that simply doesn't exist in a lot of our competitors around the world where there are state regulations, things like um, workmen's comp, disability, unemployment insurance administered by states and localities rather than by the national system? that makes it, well, just a little bit more complex than it might be in some of the places that are America's competitors.
1: Of course. And and that's why at the state level, you know, we do encourage governors and legislators, you know, to look at what they're doing from a tax perspective, regulatory perspective. You know, there are states that are streamlining, you know, their regulatory process, zeroing out certain taxes or lowering taxes in order to attract outside investment, trying to lure, you know, headquarters and businesses to come across borders into their state or even international companies to come into their state. So they are very keenly aware of the competitiveness. But you're right, from a small business perspective, you do have federal regulations and taxes. And then the state burden as well, in in many instances, can be uh, very difficult um, in high tax and high regulatory states.
0: Karen Kerrigan is president and CEO of the Small Business and Entrepreneurship Council and chair of the Center for International Private Enterprise. Jeffrey Robinson is a professor at Rutgers University Business School. He teaches courses on entrepreneurship. I'm Ray Suarez. You're listening to American Entrepreneurship in a Global Economy on America Abroad. This hour was produced by Nyla Boudou, Stephen Cuevas, Martha Little, Andrew Euler, A.C. Valdez, and Jonathan Zinger. Additional production help provided by Flawn Williams. This program was made possible with the generous support of the John Templeton Foundation, special thanks to Global Entrepreneurship Week, Endeavor Global, Startup Weekend, the Network for Teaching Entrepreneurship, and the Kaufman Foundation. I'm Ray Suarez. And this is America Abroad from Public Radio International. PRI, Public Radio International.